What do you see when you look in the mirror? Is it someone that you've ignored, ridiculed, abandoned? On this episode of Putting Attention to Intention, we talk about the most important relationship we'll ever have in life, the one with ourselves, the one that we're not ever taught how to love, nurture, and show up for. When we don't value ourselves, we're constantly looking for validation from the outside world to tell us that we're worthy. We'll share small, intentional steps on how you can stop criticizing the person looking back at you in the mirror and begin to show up for that person. Join me now. Welcome to our community, friends. I am thrilled that you have found your way here. If you're feeling directionless, frustrated, unfulfilled, as if you're just going through the motions of life, you have made your way to the right place. My name is Megan Miller. I offer high-performing go-getters simple daily micro steps for putting attention to intention so they can stop sleepwalking through life and start living with more inspiration and fulfillment. I know because I've been there. I was there the majority of my life, having my life on autopilot, being the woman everyone wanted me to be, and feeling that I was meant to do more. That is, until I got brave and still enough to really uncover what I wanted. And I'm here to share my lessons with you to help you navigate through your own journey. Together, we will share small practical steps that'll help you maximize how you show up in the world to create a life that you're passionate about. Welcome to Putting Attention to Intention. Who do you see when you look in the mirror? Is it someone that you've ignored, ridiculed, dismissed, abandoned? I am sure that it will come as no surprise to you, friends, that I'm reading Mel Robbins' latest book, High Five Habit. At this very moment in time, Mel is probably filing a PFA against me (laughs) as we speak. (laughs) I kind of feel like we should make this a drinking game, right? Like every time I say Mel Robbins, um, you have to take a drink. (laughs) I just I, I I love her and I love the foundation of this book, which is really all about who we see when we look back at ourselves in the mirror and how we have either ignored that person or belittled that person that's looking back at us. What's the first thing you do when you look at yourself in the mirror? Is it criticizing your double chin? That's my go-to. Um, I, the first thing I do is I make these crazy ass faces in the mirror and I'm like, oh God, my double chin's growing. I totally can see it. Or the wrinkles. I do that. Um, I think, oh, got to get my Botox again. I'm seeing these wrinkles come through or the bags under your eyes. I'll allow you to take it from there. Uh, you know, but it, it becomes a slippery slope, right? So you look in the mirror and you start criticizing yourself, everything that's wrong with you, how you look, and then you just start going to what a loser you are. 
because of all the things that you didn't do yesterday and how you're not prepared for what the day has ahead of you. And before you even put your pants on for the day, you feel like complete shit. Does any of this ring a bell? Mel shares her own struggles in this book, High Five Habit, with this very thing, you know, and and, and this is what this is one of the many things I love about her is is her realness. And uh, that is what I'm bound and determined to be for our community, because I think when you just put these masks down that we all wear in life, that everything's good, we're good, life is good. And you could be curled up in the corner crying, but to the outside world, life is good, right? And I think when you put those masks down and we just get real with each other, one, you feel amazing because you know you're not alone, but it just unlocks this this vulnerability to have these real conversations. And I love, I and I love her delivery in that. And you know, so she's as she's been promoting this book, she talks about how, you know, here I am. It was over over covid and I'm really struggling. And I look in the mirror and I think, oh, my God, first of all, you look like shit. You know, your boobs are lopsided. Your jowls are hanging down. You got bags under your eyes. Eight minutes before the next Zoom call. Dog hasn't been left out yet. You didn't send that email yesterday. And she she just talks about how in that moment, the only thing she knew to do was she just put her hand up and gave herself a high five. Like you go, Mel, you got it to be her own cheerleader. So here I am listening to this, one of her podcast episodes promoting the book, and I'm in my own bathroom and I'm having my own aha moment as I'm thinking to myself. So as Mel's telling the story about what she sees when she looks in the mirror at herself, I have just this revelation that I can be the biggest cheerleader and supporter for everyone else around me, but myself. If my best friend had walked into that bathroom with me at that very moment, I could tell her every which way to Sunday on what she needed to do to launch her passion projects and dreams. And I'd be screaming it from the rooftops. Yet here I am, quiet as a mouse, not doing a damn thing for myself. Hell, I belong to a women's professional networking group. And do you think that I mentioned this podcast geared to helping professional women. Do you think I would have brought that up at all? At all? No. So my friends, I, I ask you this. What do you see when you look back in the mirror? Are you celebrating that person looking back at you? Or are you like so many of us who is either ignoring or criticizing that person? When you really take the time to think about it, right? Like when you step back, I've always believed that self-reflection is such an amazing, amazing tool as is self-awareness. But, you know, when, when you take the moment to really sit back and you, and you think, you're like, no shit that I let that person at work talk to me like that. 
or that I can't stand up and speak my voice to my mother-in-law or that I work till 10 o'clock at night to get that project done. Because if I don't feel, because I don't value myself, I'm looking for constant validation from the outside world to tell me that I'm worthy. What a dry, what a mic drop moment that is, huh? When you don't feel good about yourself, you are constantly looking for at outside validation for your worthiness and you will sacrifice everything else for that. And man, have I been there. And hell, I'm still there. I'm still there. I was just talking to a girlfriend of mine this week. We had a really raw conversation. And, you know, don't you love when you can find your people where you let your mask down and you can be the real you? So this conversation I'm having with my girlfriend, she she looks for her work partner, her work colleague to validate her. She's in a new role with a new company and she's killing herself so she can get the air quote, good job from him. Kind of like it's a validation that she knows what she's doing, right? Having very intense imposter syndrome. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this job. What the fuck's wrong with me? You know, those conversations we have with ourselves. And she was telling me, she's like, you know, Meg, he, first of all, he's not, he's, he's not the sort of person that gives accolades. So, and I know that she's like, I know that in my mind, but for some reason, something comes over me and I just kill myself to get the, um, the, that a boy from him, which looks like you're doing better than I was when I was your age. Well, gee, thanks for the pat on the back, right? And and then the battle continues in your mind because you think, well, he didn't tell me I'm doing a good job, so I must suck at this. Why did I ever take this job? Why am I here? I'm a loser. And before you know it, in your mind, you're going back to that thing you did 15 years ago that validates it, right? Isn't it amazing how this how this battle in your mind is? As the conversation continues and and we're talking about the, you know, the complete rocky type battle that goes on in our head. Have you ever had this one? So you're working from home, right? And you begin to have the conversation in your mind. If you can get them from your computer to vacuum or throw in the load of laundry, like you're waiting for someone to give you permission. So she was telling me about how she had a complete battle with herself, like a 15 minute back and forth in her mind because she wanted to vacuum her house. But her company's operating system will alert your colleagues when you're when you're away, when you're off your computer, like it'll go from like it's like green, yellow, red and yellow lets people know that you're away from the computer. So she's having this whole conversation with herself that her computer can't be yellow for that long. What, what will people think? What will her colleagues think? And let me tell you what they think. They don't. Everyone is so worried about their own battles. 
You think your colleague has their screen up counting how long that you're on yellow? Absolutely not. And here's another here's another good one. Well, I had this conversation this week with a friend. So we got back the wedding video and it's it's beautiful. It was so well done. However, the first thing I thought of in almost all the pictures was look at my double chin. <laughs> here's this amazing moment with this man that I've waited almost 40 years for. And as I look through this beautifully put together four minute video. The only thing I can think of is my double chin or how fat my arm looks because she caught me at a bad angle. And I was telling that to my girlfriend and she says to me, holy shit, Meg, I was thinking the same thing about myself. So here we are looking at photos of this beautiful moment in time that is just wrapped in love and celebration And we're both focused on our own self-diagnosed flaws. What you look for in life, you will find. And I'm going to say that again because I just think it's so important. What you look for in life, you will find. When you look for stories that you suck at your job and you don't know what you're doing, guess what? You'll find things to validate that. When you look at photos and you're looking for your double chin, guess what? You'll find it and you'll find it in every mirror you look at. At the end of the day, when you focus on how much you suck because you didn't finish all of your emails or you're a complete fat ass because you told yourself you were on a diet and you had the ice cream and you never stick to what you say you're going to do. So no wonder your pants don't fit. Might as well get the Reese's peanut butter cups out too. That's my, that's my go-to. So how about we change that conversation to focus on all the good you did that day, the loving conversation you had with your husband, the morning ritual that you made a priority for. Hell, I even think the fact you got up and out of bed is something worth celebrating. Matter of fact, I think that's the first thing you should celebrate. You're starting a new day. And that, my friends, is the focus of our time together this week. How can we look at that person looking back at us in the mirror and start to show up for him or her? After all, isn't that the most important relationship we have our entire lifetime? The ones we have with ourselves? the one that we've never been trained to love, nurture, and show up for. So how do we do that? You know, I know I've talked about a couple conversations I've had this week with my girlfriends about the rocky type battles in our minds. And we ended it with, you know, how do we, how do we change that? How do we flip the script on that? And you know me, I'm all about a good micro steps. Have you guys ever heard of the KISS method? It's something that we use in our sales conversations quite frequently, and it's all about keep it simple, stupid. And that's my motto this year, especially this year. We make shit so much more complicated than it needs to be, don't we? So let's just keep it simple. The first is awareness of where you are right now in your relationship to yourself. And I think we so quickly want to underestimate that 
and don't. Have you ever had a friend call you and ask you for directions? And the first thing you do is ask where they are? Well, you can't give them directions if you don't know where they are. And that's the same for your life. You can't acknowledge how to make it better if you don't acknowledge where it's at right now. So this week after I had this realization in my bathroom about how I'm not showing up for myself or cheerleading and promoting the work that I'm doing and the message that I have, I immediately went Philly in my mind and I went, oh, hell no. You didn't make it this far, Meg, to turn your back on yourself now. It's literally what I thought to myself. And since then, I put together a plan of the context I have, how they can help me and how I'm going to ask them for help. That's the other thing we struggle with, right? Asking for help. I remember in some of my darkest moments, like oh, when someone says, how are you? And you're such in a bad place, you almost start to cry. Have you ever had those? But, but, but you muster through the question and you're like, I'm fine. I'm okay. Well, no, you're not okay. You're about two seconds from a meltdown, but you put the mask on that life is good. Right. That, 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 that has always been a struggle for me asking for help. It's something I'm working on and something we'll work on together. Anyway, I digress. I went on a whole complete rampage there. Uh, so the second understanding the bully that's living in your brain. That bitch that's dancing around in your head, telling you to look at your double chin as you look at your wedding photos or telling you that you're a loser and you'll never amount to anything because you're always messing shit up and you go back to that time 15 years ago when you do something really stupid. So when she starts on her one woman soliloquy in your brain, talk to her like you would your best friend. Shut the hell up. Look at how happy you look at that wedding photo when you found the man of your dreams. There was a point in your life when you would have died to have been here and you did it. You got yourself here. And you've done that by showing up for yourself every day. That doesn't happen by accident. We live in our heads. We have a lot of conversations in our heads. It's time that you pull that bitch aside and you have that conversation that you need to have with her. Talk to her like you would your best friend. So after we're aware, after we push that bitch in our brain to the side, the next thing is to infuse the practice of journaling. I know, I know, I sound like a broken record, right? Journaling, journaling, journaling. We've all heard about it. Well, let me tell you something. The reason that you hear of it all the time is because it works. We don't keep telling the same story. Well, actually, no, that's a bad example. That's a bad example. <laughs> so we don't keep, there's a reason that I always say old school is the best school. And there's a reason that it's around. There's a reason we still write handwritten letters or we should, right? There's a reason that journaling is something that's spoken of so often because it works. There's just something so cathartic about getting out the words 
from your head on a piece of paper. It's very freeing. And part of that practice with journaling is to write down what you're grateful for. So I highly recommend, um, you know, and if you're just getting started with this, a great thing, a great site to look at is three by five life. It's an easy, easy way to start the journaling practice. So what it is, is, and I'll, I'll uh, include the website in the show notes so you can just click on it. But what it is, is it's a, a little index card, right? And on the one side, you write down your AM gratitude. So for me, my AM gratitude this morning was the real conversations I'm having, putting down the masks. You know, I had some really great conversations with some girlfriends this week that were just really cathartic because we got real. Uh, and I think I'm grateful for is taking the stress off myself. What's meant to be will find its way to you always. And lastly, approaching every day with the let's have fun mantra. Lately, what I've been doing is when I go into work, I put on a little post-it note, let's have fun. And I put it by my computer because things don't need to be so difficult and hard. And it's just been a great reminder. So that was my AM gratitude. There's PM wins on the other side. So at night before you go to bed, you put your PM wins down there. Then on the other side is your tasks. And the tasks, those are promises I made to myself for the day. So what did I promise myself in the morning that I would do? So for me, it was to schedule time with a girlfriend of mine. I wanted to text another girlfriend who I knew was struggling. Other things that I wanted to do today were to write. I love writing has been so cathartic for me, such a reconnection to myself. So to block out some time to just free write. Schedule some social posts through the end of the week. And make sure that I spend at least 30 minutes sharing my message in this community with people that I know it would have an impact. And you don't have to do all of these things, right? Keep it simple. Kiss it. It can be one thing. One thing. So I recommend looking at this three by five life. It goes on the back of your cards. It goes in the back of your phone. And I just love that because it's a great reminder on throughout the day. If I'm having a rough day, it brings me back. Like, what was I grateful for this morning? So you're starting your day off with what you're grateful for and you're ending it with what worked for you today. Remember when we said what you look for, you find. I can't think of a better thing to look for than all that is good in your world. And when you approach life that way, it's amazing what will start to show up in your life. And like I said, don't complicate this shit, people. Write down one thing you're grateful for and one thing that'll be bring you closer to your goals. All right. And time to recon- take time to reconnect with you. So I know exactly what you're thinking right now, right? You're like, okay, Megan, easy for you to say. Between kids, work, dinners, homework, extracurricular activities, I have no fluffing time. I'll take a moment to reconnect with myself when I go to bed. My friends, I ask you this. If you can't show up for yourself, why would you show up for anyone else? 
aren't you the most important person in your life? And these don't need to be 45-minute yoga sessions in the jungle, my friends. This can be a 10-minute walk with the dog by yourself, scheduling that lunch date with your best friend, just the two of you, or taking 10 minutes to Google how to start the blog post you've been working on, or booking the ceramics class you've been wanting to take with your daughter. And what's that take? Like 10 minutes? These things change as we progress through life. And the chapter we're in, and listen, that's cool. That's a part of life. It's all, you show up as a different version of yourself when you're in a different chapter of the story of your life. I'm not the same person I was at 27. And let me tell you, thank God for that. But it's the fact that you're making the time for yourself and realizing what makes you happy and showing up for you. I remember very vividly having that conversation with my girlfriend when she said to me at 37, you know, what the hell do you want? And who are you? And as I started to think about that, I was like, oh, my God. First of all, I have no idea. Second of all, I have no hobbies outside of binge drinking. How sad is that? When you start to show up for you, it's amazing how you'll start to show up in the world. And I know I I know I gave you a lot on this episode. Just infuse one. Infuse one thing, and then you can add on top of it. That's the thing I love about these podcast episodes. You can pause. You can go back. It's just like everything else, like the foundation of your house. You can't build a house on top of a shaky foundation. The house comes when the foundation is built. And the same for starting to show up for you. Lastly, I recommend that you try Mel Robbins' high five habit. I know it sounds hokey, right? As all hell. I'm going to look in the mirror and I'm going to give myself a high five. What, what's my family going to think if they walk in? Well, let me tell you this. They've seen you beating yourself up for all these years. Wouldn't it be so invigorating to see someone begin to stand up for themselves? and love themselves, what sort of domino effect would it have on your family and your relationships? Thank you for taking the time to be here. And most importantly, for taking the first step in investing in yourself. If you liked what you heard, please do share with your tribe. I'm a huge believer in the power of sharing content, especially when that message is around putting power back into your own life. I would love to hear from you all. If this episode meant something to you or you'd like to share something with our community, please reach out to me on Instagram, megan.b.miller. Also, if you feel inclined, please comment and rate the podcast. It does make a difference in sharing our community. Till next time, carry on with intention.